Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. On the last program, I was talking about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 and the reality that the way we live our lives in this world, that's how we're judged. In other words, we're saved by grace. We only get to heaven by grace. We only relate to Jesus based on grace. No one is saved and no one has a relationship with Jesus based on their merit or their works or something like that. But Jesus tells us in Matthew 16 that one day when he returns, that we're going to be judged according to our works. He says the same thing in Revelation 22. He says, behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to each man according to his works, men and women. And so our works here in this world, that's how we're going to be judged. In Matthew chapter 25, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus told us the signs of the end times. In Matthew chapter 25, he tells two parables in a true story about the judgments that people are going to enter into when he returns. The first judgment is the parable of the virgins where uh, he's finding out whether we know him or not. Five of the virgins did know the bridegroom. They went into the wedding. Five of the virgins did not know him. They were rejected. And so the most important question when Jesus returns is, do you know him? The second parable he tells is the parable of the talents. And he talks about the parable of the talents. Now we're going to pick up here in Matthew chapter 25, but I want to show you something that you may have never seen before because this determines our eternity and how we rule for eternity. This is Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 20. So he who had received the five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. He said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received the two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And so see how we live our lives here determines the level of our eternal, uh, eternal authority to rule with Jesus. See, a lot of people believe that when Jesus comes, we retire. We, we float around on a cloud in heaven playing a harp or something like that. We rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years here on this earth when he returns and we rule and reign with him for all of eternity. And so we were created to rule. And I'll show you some scriptures on that in just a minute. But here's another text that shows you Jesus' intent when he returns. This is Luke 19. As they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore, he said a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 minas and said to them, do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first man saying, Master, your mina has, uh, has earned 10 minas. He said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over 10 cities. The second came, saying, Master, your mina has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, You also be over five cities. Then another came to him, saying, Master, here's your mina, which I have kept away in a handkerchief. For I feared you, because you're an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. 
You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten minas. But they said to him, Master, he has ten minas. For I say to you that everyone who has more will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. Now, this is sweet Jesus, okay? Sweet Jesus, our loving Savior, telling a story about judgment when he returns. He's the nobleman. He said in this story, a nobleman went on a long journey to receive a kingdom. Okay, that's Jesus. He is gone. He said, it's better for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, I'm not going to send the Holy Spirit. So he's at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. The Holy Spirit's with us right now. So he went away, but he's coming back. Once he's received the kingdom, which he has, he's coming back. But in the meantime, he gave us all minas. Now, he gave, by the way, he gave all of them ten minas. In the story of the talents, he gave one man five, one man two, one man one. But a mina was a silver coin equal to 100 days wage. Okay, so he gave them three years of money. What if $150,000, $200,000, however much that would be in current amount of money, a lot of money. So he gave 10 servants three years worth of wage. And then when he returned, he called them into account. And so understand, we are all gonna stand before Jesus and give an account for our talents, our abilities, our wealth, our health, our skills, our influence, our power, our spiritual gifts. God has invested in all of us the wealth of his kingdom. First of all, we have life. The breath in our lungs comes from him. We only, we only live and have the ability to do everything that we do because of God. And we're here for God. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for God. And so the, the greatest myth in the world is the myth of freedom. Understand this, you're either serving Jesus or you're serving Satan. If you're serving yourself, you're serving Satan. But if you're serving God, you're serving God. And so the purpose that we were created for in the very beginning was to rule. This is who we are. See, we've lost our identity because of Adam and Eve's sin. Not only did, did we inherit their sin nature, but we've lost the identity of who we really are. This is Genesis 1. Listen to what God said when he created uh, our ancestors, Adam and Eve. This is Genesis 1:26. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Listen, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so we're rulers. That's who we are. God created us to rule. And the, the exhilarating part of eternity is we will be ruling in perfect bodies when Jesus returns at the rapture and we go to meet him. Our bodies are changed into perfect bodies, supernatural, supranatural bodies. We'll be able to sit down and eat. We'll be able to touch, feel pleasure, and we'll be able to travel at the speed of thought, walk through walls, all those kind of things. It'll be unbelievable. And we rule with Jesus on the earth. And I'll show you the scriptures here in just a second. We rule with Jesus on the earth. We don't retire. When Jesus comes, we will be ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years and then for all of eternity. And let me just show you some scriptures to prove this. This is 1 Timothy 2. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, 
we shall also reign with him. It's Revelation 1. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests, kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He has made us. Past tense, present tense. We are kings and we are priests. If, you could, if your eyes could be open to see who you really are in the spirit realm, and you may be a teacher, you may be a nurse, you may be a doctor, you may be a stay-at-home mom, you may be a plumber. I'm telling you, you are a king and you are a priest. That is your eternal identity that God has already made you. So he wants you to rule in your life right now. He wants you to minister, to be a priest in your life right now. Okay, so you are. This is First Peter chapter 2. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who you were, uh, once were not a people, but now you're the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now you've obtained mercy. You're a royal priesthood, a kingly priesthood. That's what it's saying. You're, you're special. See, evolution is this satanic teaching. And I know some of you may believe in evolution. There's no science to evolution. It's, it's a complete lie. There's no science to it whatsoever. They've never proven it. They can't prove it. It cannot be replicated because it never happened. And so, but here's the horrible thing about uh, the, the teaching of evolution. It teaches that we're an accident. There's no divine purpose for our lives. And so we're not made in the image of God. We didn't come from God. We're not going to God. And our purpose in this life has no, no godly purpose. But creationism, the, the truth of Genesis chapter 1, is God made us in his image to rule. That's who we are. When Adam and Eve sinned, they entered into league with Satan, and they gave him the title deed of the earth. The reason we know that is during the temptations of Jesus, uh, the devil took him to a high mountain and says, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you authority over the nations because it's been given to me. That's what happened. Jesus' death and resurrection, he took authority. Jesus in Matthew 28 said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. We have the authority of Jesus Christ. This is Revelation chapter two. To he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel, as I have also received from my father, and will give, and I will give him the morning star. That was the church at Thyatira and us, that Jesus is going to give us authority if we overcome to rule the nations. Revelation chapter 20. I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, during the this is talking about people who lived in the tribulation and were martyred. They were beheaded um, for their faith in Christ. And so they were beheaded. And once they were beheaded, of course, they, Jesus came in the, in the second coming. The rapture happens at the beginning of the tribulation. The second coming, we return with Jesus, according to Revelation 19, Zechariah 14. We return with him. And then Jesus resurrects the people who have been martyred. And it says they rule with Jesus for a thousand years, as we do. And so we will be given authority 
We will be co-regents of Jesus. Jesus will be the king. It won't be wonderful, by the way, to have a king for a thousand years who's perfect and never gets, has to be uh, reelected. He has absolute total authority over the whole earth. But we are his co-regents. And so according to the parable of the talents and according to the parable of the minas, we will be given geographic authority to rule during the millennium based on how we live our lives on the earth. So think about this for just a minute. So the master said to the servant with 10 minas, because you have been faithful with very little, 10 minas, okay, I'm going to make you ruler over 10 cities. Okay. And so the, what we have in this life, regardless of what you think, and by the way, um, we're not judged based on what somebody else has. Okay. So it doesn't matter what somebody else has. We are judged based on how we rule our lives, how, how we use the authority that we have, how we influence others for God, our reputation, our, uh, our, our influence and things like that. What are we doing with our lives right now okay, that makes a difference for Jesus? Okay? So do you rule your body well? Do you, do you rule your thinking well? None, none of us are perfect, so don't, I don't want there to be any condemnation with this. But you rule your life. I mean, we all rule our lives. And there are people whose lives, when I came to Jesus, I was in bondage in every area of my life because I, I had wasted my life living in rebellion and immorality. Okay, And so and if that's you, you can repent. God will forgive you and you can have a new start. But understand the, our relationships, our influence, our jobs, our serving the Lord through our church, giving the money that we have and how we use that money for good. All of those things, just the way we treat people. Jesus said, if you give a, one of these little ones a cup of cold water, you will not lose your reward. So the littlest thing that we do, God notices and God is going to reward. But the point being, what the things that we have in our lives, we're going to be called into account. This is Revelation 22 that I mentioned earlier. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. We're saved by grace. We can only get to heaven by grace. But once we get there, when Jesus returns and we're called into an account, we're going to be called into account for the way we lived our lives and how much of our lives brought a return to Jesus. Did we lead anybody to the Lord? Did we support ministries that were leading people to the Lord? Did we support our local church and all the good that they were doing and helping to send forth the gospel? Do we uh, love people? Are we gracious to people? Are we a good representation of Jesus to the people around us in our lives, so on and so forth? Every little thing matters. And so according to Jesus, we were created to rule. This is who we are. This is what the Bible says. This is our eternal occupation. And some people would, might think, you know, well, I, I tell you, you know, when I get to heaven, I want to rest. You know, I want the angels to wait on me and I want to eat and I want to rest. Can I just tell you something? When you get your new body, you're going to have plenty of rest for all of eternity because that's just a part of God's creation. But we won't get tired anymore. We won't need to sleep anymore. We will have total energy, total health, no old bodies, no sick bodies, no frail bodies, no death, no sickness, no sorrow, anything like that. You're going to have a supernatural body. And for a thousand years, your occupation is going to be, besides worshiping Jesus, is going to be to rule and reign. There'll be a lot of people on the earth during that time. Okay, And I'm going to talk next week about the parable of the sheep and goats. Very important parable for us to understand. I'm going to talk about that and talk about the millennium uh, and the thousand-year rule of Christ and us being there with him. But I want you to understand you were created to rule, and that's what you will do when Jesus returns. And this life is a testing ground to see how much authority we can be entrusted with. 
And judgment isn't based on comparison on what you did versus someone else, because you may you may compare yourself to your pastor or your wife or your husband or somebody that you know of that's just doing great things for God. That's not how judgment is, is based on. Wherever you are in your life, God puts you there or you're there and God has allowed it. He either caused it or allowed it. God's going to come back. Jesus is going to come back. And based on who you are, based on where you are, based on the opportunities and the giftings and abilities that you have, that's how you're going to be judged. And what God wants is he wants to reward you. Revelation 22, Jesus said, my reward is with me. There's no punishment. When Jesus returns, if you're a believer, there's no punishment. The, the judgment seat of Christ is not a, a judgment of punishment. It's a judgment of rewards. The question is, how many rewards do you have? Okay. What have you done with your life? to be rewarded, okay? And again, the littlest things are rewarded, okay? So it's just a good opportunity before Jesus comes for us to take an inventory. And if there's some things that we shouldn't be doing, it's a good opportunity to change those things. If there's some things that we need to be doing, I'm just telling you that there's going to be an eternal reward for those things. And ruling and reigning is gonna be one of those things that we're able to do. Can I, can I just tell you the beautiful thing about this is for a thousand years, there'll never be unrighteous authority again. The, all of the authority in the world will be given to the righteous, especially to those who have proven in this life they can be trusted with it. Let me tell you one story and I'll close. This story is about a, a woman that I know and um, she was in high school and she's very popular. And uh, she got pregnant in high school, having sex with her boyfriend and she aborted the baby. And uh, she was a Christian. Christian went to church every Sunday. His, her parents were Christians. Her parents encouraged her to get the abortion. And of course she knew it was wrong, but she went ahead and got the abortion. And then later on, uh, it was a year or two later on, she repented and she gave her life to Jesus. And God called her to take her pain and her failure and to use it to help somebody else. And so she started a, a ministry for women with crisis pregnancies. And she has helped untold number of people, women in crisis pregnancies. Listen to this. There are, because of her, probably right now, thousands of children and people walking the streets and alive because of her. It doesn't matter what your past was about. It doesn't matter how many failures you've had in your past. Karen and I, my wife and I almost divorced after three years of marriage. I was a terrible husband. God saved our marriage and we've now taken that scar in our lives and we've used it to help millions of people in their marriages. Okay, so you may have, you may be an alcoholic or a drug addict right now. You, you may have a horrible marriage. You, you may have some kind of a terrible thing that you've done. Can I just tell you something? Apostle Paul killed Christians for a living before he became a Christian and God called him and used him. So don't, don't look back in condemnation. Don't look back in regret. Look forward. Okay, let, let this be, let this message to you just be a wake up call that says you have from now until you die, from now until Jesus comes to use your life to make a difference for God. And the things that God uses the greatest are the scars, the failures, the, the things that we've done bad in our lives. That's where God uses it to change people's lives. But that scar, that failure has to be given over to God and say, God, I give you my talents and my gifts, my abilities, my money, my position, my power, Everything I have, I give it to you and also give you my failures and my scars. And I want you to make, use my life to make a difference. I can just tell you this, when Jesus comes, you'll have no regrets. 
Everything you've done wrong, he'll forgive it if you repent of it. Okay, but then everything you do right from this point forward, there will be an eternal reward for it. Three trillion years from now, you'll still have those rewards. They never, they never rust, they never, they're never stolen. Nothing ever happens to them. They're yours for all of eternity. Take the time that you have left to do something for God. Little things and also the big things that God has called you to do. And just pray about it. And just say, Lord, what would you have me to do with my life? But you need to be a part of a local church. If you're not, you need to be using your money to give to the Lord, to support ministries and churches that are doing something great for God. And every time you give to those kind of ministries, you enter into their reward. I talked about that last time. So I hope this teaching today has been a blessing to you. And I, I wanna say to all of you watching on YouTube right now, there's another part of this program that is for subscribers only. And we do this now to support the ministry. Rather than taking offerings, it's $7 a month or $77 a year. Not only do you get the full tipping point show, because I'm, now I'm gonna talk about things that are in the news and also answer questions from our subscribers. And we have a huge subscriber community. Every time we send an article out, which is all week long, we're sending articles out, videos out, for you to encourage you and to educate you about what's happening in the world right now. But every time we send articles out, there's a place for our subscribers to go. They have, they pray for each other, they talk, they make comments about the articles or the videos or whatever. For $7 a month, you can stay encouraged. You can also stay enlightened on the things that are happening. Help support this ministry and bless yourself. You can also give a gift subscription to somebody else. $7 a month, $77 a year, endtimes.com. We would love to have you be of subscriber. Thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you for watching this Tipping Point clip, and I want you to subscribe to the channel. I want you, if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and click subscribe there. And thank you for watching and subscribing. I want you to join our Tipping Point community at endtimes.com. For $7 a month, you can subscribe and you have a seven-day free trial. So if you just want to check it out for seven days, go on endtimes.com, check us out for seven days, but I can promise you, you're going to love the content. You're going to be getting the Tipping Point show, the full show, every single week, as well as articles and video content from great teachers like Greg Laurie and Mark Hitchcock and, of course, myself. Be sure to subscribe to be notified when we release more videos like this. God bless you.